0: Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your host, Joe Subula, Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O.com. Use the code MAXIMUS50 to get yourself some Maximus shoes or some other Lalo shoes. Uh, Stanford University just released another study uh, that proves that they'll make you better in every aspect of your life. I have no idea if I can back that up or not, but it sounds good, so, so buy the fucking shoes. And then... Uh, 10,000 T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D dot C-C Use the code MAXIMUS15 to get yourself a discount on, on some athletic wear uh, If you wear the exact same model of shorts I do which are the sessions your deadlift will double um, I can't back that up either but try it out My I mean
1: system. and N and, and, and equals 1 here from an experimental standpoint I will say that is 100% true
0: yeah, Sean, no Sean,
1: are you interested? We'll get you some shoes and some shorts and you'll double
0: your deadlift. So <laughs> Hell we'll, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, we, good, are, man. we are super excited to have uh, Sean Hayes on the podcast today. Sean Hayes is, and I want to get the title right, you're the director of strength and conditioning for the WWE Performance Center. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is that is correct. Uh love it. Um In terms of what what you do, I just want to say Joe and I are huge fans of the WWE. The WWE is responsible for raising us as children. Uh, I think think as athletes, WWE athletes don't get enough respect for their physical capabilities. Some of the stuff I've seen these people do is, is just incredible. So we want to talk to you a lot about that. But let's start at the beginning How did you get into the world of strength and conditioning?
2: Um, Well, it started off with me being with the Houston Texans, having that connection between Brian Cushing and Joe DeFranco. So when when we left Penn State to go to the Texans, it was 2014, 15, I want to say, 2014. So, Um, I was an assistant strength coach under Craig Fitzgerald, who's now the uh, head strength coach for the New York Giants just recently took that job. We were there. Brian Cushing was, you know, a figurehead on the team. One of the team leaders, defensive captain, you know, had this long career um, and we kind of he loved to train. And I, I, I was, I oversaw the linebackers. And as far as, you know, my responsibility in the weight room, and then we became close. And if you, if you, if you were a strike coach for, and specifically for football, all you had to do was YouTube football training and Joe DeFranco would pop up somewhere yeah. down the line in, in YouTube. And, and then so you kind of figured out that Joe trained Cush. And so you, that, that conversation just kind of, you know, organically kind of happened, right? Like when, when we first got there and, and he's like, yeah, man, like Joe's great. And, um, he's actually in, in Austin, Texas a lot, because he, at that time he was doing, um, affiliated with, uh, on it and they're, they're based out of uh, Austin. So he said, he set it up and he recontacted Joe and was like, Hey, Joe, um, coach Fitz and this guy, coach, Hey, coach Hayes, they want to come down and meet you. So we drove to Austin and we kind of just, we literally just drove down there and, uh, talk shop with them. And, and that was our first time meeting Joe D and he's a great, he was a great guy to us that day. He answered questions. He, you know, helped us out. And, um, and then from there, um, you know, I had Joe's number and just began a relationship. I ended up getting certified in the certification. Uh, Brian Cushing would speak highly about me to Joe. Like, Hey man, this guy's good. This guy's, you know, high energy. I really like him. And, um, When he, you know, Hard Knocks came out, everyone kind of knew that I was a fan of wrestling with my impersonations of Macho Man, Stone Cold, Ric Flair, whatever. So uh, the the cat was out of the bag there. And 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 when when Joe, who obviously trains Triple H, was asked about. Um, you know, Hunter was making a move and the strength and conditioning coach, he said, you know, anybody. And, and he, he shot me a text and that, and then that, that was basically how it got started. Right. He, he said, Hey, you interested in this? And it was an opportunity for me where I, I was in a position where I was an assistant guy and I kind of wanted to be a head guy. I, I, it was a chance for me to go to Orlando, which where I'm from, Florida, born and raised. So get back to closer to family. And then, to your point that you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast where you said, I don't think these guys get a lot of enough respect. And, and, um, that's exact. Uh, that was my feeling too. Like, man, I, I, I can get down there and and help with these guys and help kind of, uh, you know, broadcast the world, like how, how, hey, how we're going to start training and how we're going to be legit athletes. And, and, uh, and that's kind of the feeling I had and one of the reasons why I wanted to take the job. So, that's kind of how it happened with, you know, the connection between Kush and and Joe D and obviously with Joe D and Hunter.
1: So Sean, so I'm I'm super curious, like first day on the job. So you come from this, basically a football background and you walk into this, this, this job, what, what, how did that strike you? Like, what things did you see? What was similar? What were the major differences?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Um, You know, I was real nervous when it came, when it came to that, you know, I had uh, I remember driving 15 hours from Houston uh, on a Friday, I left, I got all my stuff, p- packed my car, and I, I just drove all the way to Florida with my home in Cuckoo Beach. And I had about fifteen hours to think about it. And I must have went over the, the first day on my head over and over again. And I just said, you know what? I'm gonna do what I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna train the way I train. I'm gonna be open minded and and um don't you know don't act like I know everything, but I'm gonna do what I think, you know, it, you know, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to do it my way and, and, and kind of be open minded. And I I can tell you the first workout we did. It was a Monday. We did box squats uh, for fives. We did uh, heavy ass sled drags. We did some RDLs and, and some core and um, with a lot of excitement with a lot of you know we you know. If, the team setting which was new everyone was like whoa, whoa, whoa like what are we doing i'm like no we're we're warming up together this is how we're gonna do it from now on and, and uh and so so uh, you know i, I could I, I remember the i don't remember a whole lot you know <laughs> that you no. know having a football career of, of my own but i remember that day and that was uh that was our that was our first workout in the pc and it's just kind of you know hit the ground running and it basically been doing that for the last four years now. Um, so up until, up until recently with all this, but, but yeah, um, that it's very similar to answer your question. It's very similar. There's a lot of parallels, right? It, it's a physically demanding sport. Yeah. You know, they have to be able to, uh, you know, they got to pick people up. They got to be explosive. They got to be strong. They got to be stable. They, you know, the injury prevention. So you're trying to pack on body armor. You're trying to do all this stuff. They got to, they got to feel good because you want to do all the the mobility stuff and and the, the traveling, you know, kind of adds up on their bodies. It takes a toll. But then the other side of it is that they, they kind of, where the one of the differences is, is that it's an aesthetic business. So, where in football they got pads on and maybe they want their arms to look big because that's what's on TV. And, but here in this sport, their whole bodies are, you know, on, uh, you know, shown. So that, that would be, you know, uh, somewhat of the, of the difference where I was like maybe a little worried about because I'm not coming from that, that background at all. And, uh, you know, you, you, you learn as you go, right. You, you learn baptism by fire. I wasn't going to sit there and, and uh, freak out about it. I just hit the ground running and, you know, we, obviously you learn as you go and you 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 kind of figure out what works and what doesn't and where to add and where to take out. And um, it's just kind of happened like that, man. I I wasn't going to, I wasn't, I wanted to, I wanted to knock that thing in the mouth. You know what I mean? I wanted yeah. to take that day one and, and get and and boom and, and hit them with a, a, um, a lower body workout that was tough. And, and Hey, this is what you can expect. I wasn't going to sit there and do a lot of talking. And this is what I believe in guys. And this is what we're going to do. Hey, this is what we got. Let's go. Bam! And, cool. and, and then just kind of that, that's it set the tempo right from the, right from day one.
0: All right. So I, I have a question. That I've actually been dying to ask you. Um, Joe and I have talked about this before. If if LeBron James showed up at my door, I, I'd be like, "Hey LeBron, what's going on, man?" If, right. if if Wayne Gretzky showed up, even though I'm a Canadian at my door, I'd be like, "Hey Wayne, what's what's happening?" If right. Hulk Hogan and Triple H showed up at my door, I would probably weep like a little girl at a Backstreet Boys <laughs> concert, and <laughs> I I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do because growing up, Jake the Snake. Uh, uh, Triple H, The Undertaker, like these were my heroes. My kids yeah. know about them, they're force fed wrestling. Were you a big yeah. wrestling fan growing oh, up?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. percent. Yeah, no doubt. The whole, you know, um, growing up, uh, early memories at my grandma's house, and, and she's showing us WrestleMania one and all the all, you know, two, three, four, five, all of it. I, you know, I got hooked at an early age, and I remember in high school. When, uh, I had, I, I was fortunate to go to high school with a couple of my brothers. Uh, well, I was, I was two years with my older brother, who was two years ahead of me. We'd meet in the hallways from class and he'd bang my head in the locker. And we, you know, we kind of do like a little, a little, uh, wrestling match right there in between, in between periods. And, you know, you just always continue to watch it. I, I remember I was one of those guys that always got the manias and I always got like the rumbles, uh, I remember when we got to Penn state, um, we first got to Penn state, we gutted the weight room and, and, and cause it was all machine based and we were kind of a different philosophy. So we we gutted it. It was very open. It, 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 we, we, we had, we had ordered equipment from Sorenex and they were making it. So we didn't really have anything in this huge weight room. And we had four of these like 80 inch TV screens put on the wall, but like no, like empty. And I told, uh, Coach Fitz, uh, you know, at the time, I said, "Fitz, let's let's freaking order WrestleMania for these guys, man, and let's have like a pizza party in here, and like we'll have these guys watch." And, and he's like, "That's a great idea." And so I, I've always kind of been a fan and and um, followed the product. My, and and so for me, it was a no brainer. You know, I wanted I wanted to take the job. I didn't, you know, um, I, I I knew I could. I knew that even though I'm not a wrestler, I've watched it my whole life, so I kind of know. Uh, I knew a lot about it. I wasn't like out of, out of tune. I wasn't out of touch. Um, you know, as far as like being starstruck, you got to hold that stuff in <laughs> because I've had some cool conversations, man. And I'm fortunate I've had some, I've met some cool people, you know, my bosses, you know, guy that I've I, I watched, my, you know, growing up in Triple H. And But uh, you got to hold that stuff in and and, and you can't, you can't, uh, you can't mark out, you know, as they say in the wrestling business, you got to, you got to keep that in and just, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been very cool to be having have some of the conversations I've had. You know, I remember I came in late one night to uh, to get a workout in. I didn't do it in the morning, and, and it was around WrestleMania time. So I uh, I ended up staying late to get a workout in. It was around 6 o'clock at night, and here comes Undertaker. He comes walking in, and and uh, we just – have to
1: chuckle. Of course yeah. he comes in at night, right? <laughs> yeah, he
2: comes in at night. He starts training. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? You know, like you know let me know if you need anything he's like yeah no problem and then we just started talking and man that conversation was 2 hours and and, and he talked about we talked about wrestling we talked about football training um i've had conversations with you know scott hall and randy orton just cool cool kind of combos with, with with people i grew up watching um but but yeah you got to kind of you got to kind of hold that stuff in but inside you you're kind of freaking out a little bit no doubt 100%
0: I got I got new respect for you because I w- I will tell you if you ever have me there I've got a speech lined up hopefully I won't embarrass you or myself but I would I would nerd out I would be like guys I was in the UFC I'm not a nerd I'm 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 okay but I am if I cry I'm sorry um, you know it'd be it'd be it'd be hard for me because it's such a big part of my. Um, childhood. Now, with that, that you love the product, you've you've watched all the manias, like it's part of your life. Is there an extra pressure on you to perform, given that it's something you love?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just... I don't know if I put any, I'm, I'm just hard on myself. I want to be, I want to be the best. Uh, yeah, I, I want to be, um, a, a really good coach. I want to be the best coach I can be. I want to be somebody that the company, um, holds in high regards, the, the athletes, um, respect and, and want to run through a wall for me. So that, that that's going to be no matter what, if I was coaching at a, um, high school, division one program, division two, NFL, WWE, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And, you know, um, I just kind of, I want to do the best I can and I'm and, and just, it's cool and fortunate to be in that position, but I, I, I can't look at it like, man, I'm working at the WWE. I got to look at it like this is my job because if I look at it the other way and, 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 and be like, Oh man, like I'm freaking like, I might lose sight of what I got to do. So I, I kind of, keep a, you know, like just a groundhog approach, you know what I mean? Nose to the ground and, 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 and just in hedgehog, hedgehog approach uh, uh, rather, and just kind of get to work as a, you know, it's nice to step back and kind of think about that sometimes, but it, and really you kind of just grind it, you know what I mean? Because if you, if not, then you, you might, you might lose you might get off track and you know slack off
0: so how does it so so on that note like training these guys how does it work because are you are you in charge of everybody in the wwe or no so that's a
2: good question um, i'll break it down for you it's very it's complicated so bear with me here but it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a theater system, right? And, 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 and it's changed over the years. And it, recently it's, it's changed drastically because of the, the TV deals with USA and NXT. So when I first got hired, we, we were, we were the performance center and we, we had a brand NXT, but we were, we did not have a television. Um, we did not have a, a, a television deal on USA network. We were on the WWE network. Okay. So we were exclusively to those who had the WWE network and we would, we would, uh, travel. Um, we would have outside loops. Like, I guess you can kind of relate it to a travel team and a, and a practice squad. Right. So if you're in the NFL, you have your, you have your active roster and you have your practice squad. Well, in the WWE, we had about, I don't know. I probably start since I was, since I started there four years ago, the roster was maybe 70 people. um, and about in those 70, there was maybe 20 or so that were on the travel squad, maybe 25. Um, those guys would, would travel uh, and do these out-of-state loops. Then the other guys, they're, they're doing these in-state loops. They call them coconut shows. So every weekend, they have, they, they have these shows that they have on the weekend. So that's kind of like your development team. Let's say there's 70, 80 people on that roster. And they're in the performance center. They're not on the main roster. Main roster, you're thinking Raw. You're thinking SmackDown, right? The guys you see on TV and, and, uh, on Monday night, Friday night, what used to be to, um, what used to be Tuesday night. The performance center, you didn't really see these guys unless you had the network, and they were on NXT. So it, the feeder system would go like this. Okay, you're brand new guy or girl. You come into the PC, you train. Once you get your feet wet, once you start getting good enough, you are going to do coconut loop shows. That's that's if going to these local cities here within the state or maybe it's Orlando, maybe it's Miami, it's it's Coco, it's, you know, Jacksonville, whatever. Then you get your feet wet. You get reps. You start developing a character. It starts to work. People start to cheer or boo you. Then you get on the, the state loops. You get on the road loops. You start getting a little better. Now your storyline's getting more defined. Now you're on TV, on the network. You start, you know, maybe you do it. You perform at a takeover, which is like a WrestleMania for us. Then Vince McMahon starts to take notice and he's like, I want him or I want her. I'm going to, I'm going to, pluck these guys from this group. And then, so then they, they basically graduate and they go to raw or they go to SmackDown. And that's kind of how it's, how it was and kind of how it's been up until recently when we got a, um, a TV deal um, with USA network with NXT. So NXT was like basically growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. And it was high in demand. USA wanted, uh, uh, wanted a piece they, you know, we finally went uh, with USA and now that's kind of changed in a sense, but um, I don't, once they get to the main roster, it's, it's hard for me to like, to still for them to still train in Orlando, right? They're, they're always on the road. So um, very few, like a lot of people would, would, you know, they would move to a different city or whatever, or they would, they would enjoy the fact they didn't have to come to the PC anymore. You know what I mean? They, they were, you know, just work out on their own and stuff. So I saw that I saw, I trained the people that are in the performance center and, and that's, you know, that's about 80 to a hundred people on the roster I'm also in charge of the 40 to 50 people on the roster in NXT UK so if you take if you take both rosters I'm in charge of uh, about you know 120 140 athletes
1: that's interesting and I want to step back from that just a second because I'm just curious like how how does somebody get to the PC to begin with like what's the process for them to get to that level and, and to be on the roster?
2: So, just like in any other sport, there's a there's a there's a uh, search team and a scouting um, team. So there's, they, they scour the globe. When I tell you, like they, they literally scour the globe. There's, uh, there's guys like Jerry Briscoe and Mark Henry that, that are going to be looking for the, the, they got an amateur background, right? Briscoe's amateur wrestling background. So he, he's got everybody that's the next up and comer amateur wrestler. Mark Henry's got the strong man background. He's, he's in tight with the, the, the um, uh, you know, the, the, the Olympic weightlifting, he, he's going to be searching those guys, those athletes. You got you have people that are assigned to go to these different countries, these different parts of the world and seek out the top athletes or whatever, whether it's MMA, whether it's basketball, volleyball, um uh, it, it, you you name it you know what I mean it does if boxing it, it doesn't yeah. matter they're, they're scouring the globe they're looking they're on the search at, uh, um, up here and abroad uh, to to bring in and in kind of hey you want to be a WWE superstar would you would, you know would would that does that interest you how's your charisma what do you got like you know what do you you know what does that does that appeal to you and if so come on down to the PC. And then and then you also have and then you also have people that, that are in, in the in wrestling world already, right? So you have like let's call them your free agents, right? Let's say they're working in these other wrestling companies and then they start de- developing a name. And their dream is to be at the highest, the highest level, the WWE. So they they pluck these guys and these girls from these other um, wrestling companies. So um, it, it's it's a huge, it's a big scouting team, just like they would have in in, in, a, in a, just like they have in the NFL. These guys scout they scout college and um, the CFL and and uh, you know everywhere and anywhere. Uh, same same rules apply to WWE.
1: Well, I have a, a kind of a selfish reason for asking that question because I have a friend who's actually in like a professional wrestling school here in the uh, twin cities. Uh, and so I know he's just dying to figure that out. What, so what kind of, what kind of shape are people in when they go up to the PC? I mean, are these guys already pretty well-developed athletes by the time you get a hold of them? It's a mixed bag, you know, so
2: beforehand. So when I, it's, it's changed a little bit beforehand we would have try So we have tryouts every several months right mm-hmm. when we bring in these, these these people that i mentioned right whether it, we have tryouts so everyone that that gets signed has does a tryout and after the trial we you talk as a staff like who'd you like who'd you didn't like and then and then it, they make a, a new recruiting group right so like hey hey um we have 15 new signees um coming in march got uh Coaching staff, get ready for the new, the, the new, the new um, recruits. Now you got to keep in mind some people are getting plucked to go to the main roster, right? So like you're you're losing some, but you're always getting mm-hmm. some, and so like that your your roster is going to be kind of uh, you y- kind of the same size, and it's kind of it's growing more than it's shrinking, right? Right. Um, because they're they're trying to keep this talent pool a certain size. Well, beforehand you would. if if the, if the, if the athlete was uh, impressive or maybe just like, you know what, this, this, this person has it, I think, I think they can do it. They would sign them. Well, now the the talent pool is so large and we have so much good talent and so much rich talent that it takes more than that. It's like, Hmm. it takes, do we, do we need this guy? Like before it would be, you know, maybe three years ago or four years ago, it'd be like, it would be like, man they i think they got something I, I and and we would we would sign them but now it's do we need them it, it, and that's where it's changed because we we have the best athletes in the world at at, at this and we don't we, we don't necessarily need to do that reach anymore so like yeah. it, it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because you're, the, the talent pool is so loaded now because you don't even know a lot of these talents. They're not even—they haven't even broken out yet. They don't even have a name really. Like they're just itching and they're clawing. Like they're ready. They're, they've been working hard uh, every day in and day out, and it's like, it, why? We can't afford to just get somebody that's that we don't need. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. we already have this rich talent, so it's grown in that sense. So. My advice would be: Look, you got to have something to where these these coaches and these executives and 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 they look at them and they say, "We need that person here because we don't have anyone that looks like them, or we don't have anybody that can do what, that that what this person can do." And so it's unique; it's it's something that that they really would need now, mm-hmm. um, or they're just really really good at um, professional wrestling. So, like if the if your buddy's in the Twin Cities and he's he, He wants to get like, just get really, really good to where like you get on WWE's map and they're like, we need this guy.
1: Nice. Nice. So uh, the analogy you drew earlier was kind of like having a, an NFL roster. And so in my mind, I'm kind of processing that way. Like you've got your, your starters, you know, you've got your B team, you've got your practice. squad. So you're, you're managing like a lot of different people at a lot of different levels. Uh, yeah. The, the roster is always kind of evolving, always kind of changing. Um, but there, that it's an interesting analogy because even on a football squad, like you might have a guy who, you know, is never going to be a starter, but he's such a good practice guy. Like he makes your yeah. starters better. Like that dude might have a place at the, the performance center for a while and never move on. But if, if. They're not going anywhere if nothing's really happening. And if, even if they're phenomenal athletes, like you said, there just might not be a need for them there. I'm, I'm curious. 100%. Sorry, I, I was just curious because uh, even in the NFL, like there's outside factors, like there's other leagues. You know, they're not as big as the NFL. Kind of like uh, WWE is obviously the the biggest brand in wrestling. How have things changed? Like especially with uh, uh, AEW is now a thing. Like that didn't exist a while back. Is that just like another recruiting ground for you guys, or has that changed the way you guys have done business? We we. Ha- like up until recently everybody's goal
2: really was to get to the main roster right yeah but now NXT has grown and it's grown exponentially that that you have NXT UK you have NXT and now you're live now now you're live every Wednesday on a on a on the number one network in the in the world USA network so now if if you're if you're a, if you're an NXT superstar, there's not necessarily a rush for you to get called mm-hmm. up, right? You in your eyes you're already called up because you're on a you're on Wednesday night live, right? You, you 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 might get lost, let's say you might get lost in the shuffle on on a Raw or a SmackDown. Or let's say things aren't working out in NXT, you can go to NXT UK you know, and eventually there'll be some, you know, some other performance centers in the, in other parts of the globe, but, but that's where it's changed Where like, you don't necessarily need to go to the main roster where you like, you have guys now where they might be NXT lifers and they're completely yeah. fine with that because they don't have to travel as much. They get to stay in Orlando for the, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, you know, for the most part they can, they can have, maybe a little bit more in-depth storylines as opposed to, you know, at the main, at the raw and SmackDown, you have a lot more people, right. To, yeah. to please and to feed, so to speak. So, um, that, that game has changed now and and it's changed for the better because, because now you, you're able to provide a living for these athletes that, that, otherwise before this might not have had it right if they, yeah. didn't, they didn't make it big they're not going to feed their family where now it's like all right i can i can have a stable living here for yeah it's a, now a it's job. a job yeah that's yeah, awesome. I can have yeah. A job, right and, yeah. and so that's where it's changed and um with the with the other company you, you, you just you, you don't you don't know you know they just kind of started and they're doing some good things but you, you it's so you are just so focused on what you're doing and mm-hmm. you know, you how, how NXT is, is, is you know, you just want to do the best for NXT and how those storylines are going. And, and, and how, you know, you just don't, you get, you can't get caught up in, in that stuff and the rating wars and stuff like <laughs> people try to, they try to, Hey, wrestling is pro wrestling. before this virus hit it's, 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 it's the best it's ever been. And, uh, you know, it's just, you're just, it's It's, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have, I guess.
1: Right. Well, so. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. If you guys want a performance center based in Minneapolis, I'm your guy. Let's make this happen. Oh, yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> talking about the athletes again, I'm curious what, what is uh, the recovery process for these guys? I mean, they go out on like a, on a Wednesday night and they're, they're yeah. putting on a hell of a show. They're taking a hell of a beating. Like do they get a few days off? Like a, like a professional football player probably isn't doing a hard workout on Monday morning. Right. Right. Like, how how long does it take for these guys to get back to the point where they might be be good to do another another show? Yeah, well, these guys are they're incredible,
2: man. Uh, the, the 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 athletes in NXT and just WWE, they're they're really they really are. They're they're really really tough people, man. They, yeah. they uh, so much respect for, for I've seen them. I've seen I've seen the 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 falls, the take, the 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 bumps, the the. The dives, and then them coming in the next day and limping and they're just like yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. I've, you know, I've got tons of respect for them. So let's say they're on a on a Wednesday night. Now Thursday they're gonna prob- probably have off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday they might be on the road loop. Right? They might go and perform in the you know in these cities across the the, the, the country or even uh, internationally. So that gives them like a Thursday to kind of you know. Uh, have a recovery day, and then Friday they're on the road. Saturday and Sunday, and then um, what? What we've done for the let's call them the A team, right? The, the mm-hmm. starters. What we've done for the starters is we made training optional, and we've made um, in ring and skull optional. So let's say you're into PC, your requirements are, you know, strength conditioning. Your requirements are in ring. Um, skull sessions, which is basically like film study, watching your matches with like, you know, some of the coaches, yeah. um, and, 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 and promo class. Right. So like, that's like your acting and your mm-hmm. character development. So what, what, if you're on, the, if you're on NXT TV and you're in this kind of like TV roster group, like to say the starters, you, you, you have an optional, um, of all that. And, and it's a good, it's a good thing because otherwise they, you might run these, you might run them down. That's what I was wondering. uh, Yeah. It's a game every week for them now. So, um, and it's actually good because they, they like to come into the weight room still. They want Mm -hmm. to, the, the, some of them, some of them don't, and that's okay. I think that, Hey, they're, you know, these guys are grown adults and Hey, they're on the starter team, but a lot of them do. A lot of the starters still come in Monday, Tuesday and they get, will get a lower body workout on Monday. They'll get an upper body workout on Tuesday. Wednesday's their show. I probably won't see them Thursday and Friday and that's okay. But if they don't go on the road loop, I'm going to see some of them on Thursday and Friday. So it's, it's, it's kind of works for in their favor because they can kind of come in when they can, or, yeah. or, or, you know, they don't have to like, Ah oh, man, I got, I got to get my gear or I got my family in town or, you know, it, it's, they got media obligations. It, it's just, it's, it's better that way. So, yeah. um, so we'll, we, they'll still train, you know, they'll still train at the PC. And what I'll do, if I, if I have a TV roster person on a Monday, more a Monday lift, okay, no big deal. We can still squat. We can still box squat. Maybe, you know, I just tell them be smart with their weight selection, right? If we got threes, Hey guys, don't, don't do your, the most you can do for three, leave, leave one to two reps in a tank. And we cut a little bit off on the volume on the back end and and we cut a set or two off for that and they're good to go. And I stay in communication with them uh, 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 on that. Like, Hey, how'd you feel last night? How'd your legs feel? Um, I felt great. Okay, good. Now we're doing something, we're doing something right. Uh, And I can kind of, I can kind of gauge it and tweak where I need to. And uh, um, and that, you know, if I always say, if I'm going into a match, I would rather you be a little bit more upper body sore than lower body sore. You're performing your legs, right? So Mm -hmm. I want to cut, I'm okay if their, if their back's a little sore during the match. I mean, I don't want them to be, I don't want them to be freaking it's completely <laughs> sore, but, if, but if, they the rim, did, right? if they did upper body the day before Tuesday, I'm okay with that. I'd rather do that than lower body. So, um, no, it's do, just, do, do you, do, so with them.
1: do you have like a, a program for an individual athlete or is it kind of like what day they show up? You're just trying to figure out what's best for them that day.
2: Yeah. Um, so normally like, let's say you got the majority of the roster. So I gotta, I gotta kind of base it off the 90%, right? The yeah. masses, right? 90% of them, are, they're, 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 they're showing up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Monday's lower body, Tuesday's upper, Wednesday's are an active recovery day, Thursday is optional for the talent, and Fridays are optional for the talent. So Thursday's a lower body dynamic day, a um, little bit, you know, kind of like maintenance lower body, mm-hmm. some explosiveness, and then Friday's an upper body, more of like hypertrophy pump day. So if a, if a person comes in and, and they're um on the main roster, let's say let's say Shayna Baszler went to Raw and she she comes in and, and it's a Tuesday and it's upper body, but she she was on Raw last night. She wants to get her lower body uh workout in. Well while she's rolling out, she's already came up to me and told me that. Hey coach. Mm-hmm you mind if I get the lower? Okay. So now while everyone else is rolling out, I'm talking to my assistant, I'm saying, Hey, look, Shana's, I'm going to take Shana. You take the group. i got Shana. Hey, anybody else? Okay. Shana, if you need to do lower, I'll get you. And I'll kind of train her uh, on the pitch shark or wherever I'll get some room and I'll, I'll make sure she's okay. Doing the lower body. Everybody else is doing upper and, and, and it's better that way as opposed to, you know, they, they kind of know, what each day is yeah. now but i never want them to feel like they're gonna bother me in any way like uh no i want them to feel comfortable coming up to me asking me for anything that they need and that way they can come up to me hey coach I, i'm really banged up uh, from the match you, you, i know it's lower today but can i hit some up or can i just hit some active recovery yeah no problem bam and then that's when you know you just kind of you, 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 that's when you got to be a good coach, right? You can't yeah. be a robot. You can't, uh, you, you got to be able to auto regulate things and, 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 and be able to, um, to adjust and modify. And, and that's what I, I like doing that stuff because and now it, they're going to be coming back, you know, they're not going to. Yeah. Gonna, yeah.
1: Well, I and, said, and I would uh, think like the the nightmare would be somebody who has like a little tweak and they don't want to tell you about it because they think they got to push through that stuff. Yeah. You right. Know? And, or, then, and then a career just, ends with uh with yeah. a preventable injury. Right. No, you, you take care. Of, that's what I'm here for. It's my job and take
2: t- here to take care of them. And and uh, if if I were to, you know, be the other way around, like, hey man, slower body day, suck it up. I mean, like, what kind of you know, what
1: <laughs> kind of you know? Oh, if uh, I, I hurt, hurt my knee, coach, I don't like care. That. Get in there. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, you're
2: not gonna. You're not gonna get a whole lot of buy in from that. You're gonna yeah. get people to resent you. And and you know, uh, I pride myself on having a good buy in with with the with the NXT. In the performance center athletes and uh, you know let let them know they can come and talk to me and, and give them anything they you know they need or you know um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it works it, it's not really it's not a hundred uh, individual programs we're yeah. all kind of gonna we're all gonna kind of do the same thing and then and then you it's you knowing your athletes, right it's you mm-hmm. knowing which guy can't load his spine. Which girl has the knee problem? Which guy has bad body language when you see him come to the door? So it's, it's, if everybody, is going to be on this program. That's the 90% rule. And then you kind of just be a good coach, communicate with your athletes, ask them what they need. Like, you know, you watch them do a set. Maybe they don't got it today. You throw them on the pitch shark, or you know, they're in a big storyline coming up. You make sure he, he stays conservative on his weights because he's got a big takeover coming up, you know, so staying in tune to the product, staying in tune with your athletes and uh making your adjustments there as opposed to, making 100 different individual programs.
1: I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of it's <laughs> <not> spreadsheet
0: time. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Sean, on that note, with all the programming, uh, I'll tell you experience I had with a WWE guy. I'm uh, good friends uh, with a guy. He's got a decent physique. His name's Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, not bad.
0: And he... He, yeah. <laughs> he, comes, he comes into my gym when they're in Salt Lake. Right. And he he's like, all right, Bobby, what are we gonna do? See, he's talking to me. Right. And and I'm like, I don't know. Do whatever the fuck you want. You're doing just fine. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> right. I got nothing yeah, to teach Bobby let me ask you, about, what are we doing? <laughs> about working out. You know what I mean? Um and, and there's other guys like that. Like I, I don't know if you saw Braun Strowman and flip an ambulance on Raw yeah. like last year. <laughs> Great. I, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not giving him deadlifting advice. You do go right. do what you want. Yeah. So do do you run a program where like some guys are just on their own because they're just good at it and they're handling their business?
2: No, I I, I don't. I I run a, I'm a coach, you know, I want to coach so I'm going to coach everybody. So, um, but that being said that what you're saying is exactly true, right? So we're going to run a pro we're going to run a program. We have a lot of variety in our major exercises. So we're not just going to do a squat. We're going to do... We're gonna squat's a major lift for us, box squat, but also front squat's a major lower body exercise. And so is deadlift, trap bar deadlift. So is so is single leg. So is, you know, um um so we're gonna have a lot of variety. And same thing with our we call these our indicator exercises, right? So we every indicator exercise has a three-week plan, right? So let's say trap bar deadlift. That's Monday. We're gonna do three weeks of it, and then the the upper body indicate their exercise is going to be floor press or whatever. Now if anybody that comes in that weight room when they're in their performance center and, and, and they no matter what background it is it's the conversations you have with that person like and, and we I learned this in the NFL like you're not gonna it's better to be like hey have this conversation like hey what do you want to do for squat you want to you know you, you comfortable putting a bar on your back what about safety bar? You're like, oh, I don't really, and you kind of feel it out. If the guy's not, if the guy or the girl don't want to squabble the bar in the back, and we got squats for our indicator exercise, well, well guess what? They're just doing a good, do the pitch arc. And I'll just, you know, when I indicate their exercise, I'll just. I'll just mark down, you know, that the guy or the girl did pitch art, you know, and, and and I'm not going to try to force them to do anything. They don't feel comfortable in doing, you know, and, and, and that right there is going to let them know, okay, this guy, this coach has got my best interest and and they're more likely to buy in that way. Now, not once in my, and now now I got some kind of Beliefs that I believe in, I'm not going to let somebody come in and, and just do what they want. I'm not going to do that. I, 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 we're gonna we're gonna. I, I was hired to to evaluate and and get you know be the strength conditioning coach. I'm, I'm not I'm not a monitor. I'm not a babysitter. I'm not a you know. I'm not going to. Okay, guys, be safe. I'm going to coach and I'm i I'm going to be hands on and and uh, I need to evaluate the talent. So everyone, I need to know what they're doing. So I, I um and I believe in. I believe in we are NXT that slogan. We are, we, we're gonna we're gonna work out as a group, setting and as a team, and um, we're not we don't have anybody that kind of just does what they want. Now, if you make it to the main roster, and and you come in, and and you're uh, let's say, Alistair Black, who was NXT, who I, who I worked with for uh, uh, over a year in NXT, and now he's on the main roster, and he lives in Orlando, and he wants to train to PC. Hey, Alistair, yeah, man, go go for it. Yeah. Hey, take that last rack. We're not using it. Go ahead. I got no problem with that. But if you're in NXT, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do the program. And and, and then if there's anything that you need specific or want to do, let's say somebody wants to get in, they saw a cool exercise that they did on, the internet, you know, they saw, they want to try. Okay. Yeah. Get it in. I'll, I'll tell you where I think the best way to put that in is where, but by all means, go for it. If you want to, if you want to do your row with a kettlebell instead of dumbbell, I don't care. You know, but we're, you know, I'd like a row in there. And, you know, so it's a team setting and we're all kind of kind of doing the same thing, but it's not, it's not a freaking cookie cutter you know, everyone's doing this. It's it's talking to the, the people, knowing which which individuals like what things, and, and giving them what they like in a, in a sense. So it's uh, it's that, that college atmosphere, it's that college football feel with the pro setting, right? It, 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 we're all we're all doing the same thing, but we're kind of I'm coaching them like they're pro athletes, which is which they are, they're all paid, but it's that college football feel an environment with coaching them and treating them like, you know, adults and
0: professionals. So now that makes sense yeah, no, 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 for sure. So, so one last question to clarify and I'll, I'll t- I want to tell you a story to ask this question. What if somebody's special and and I'll tell you the experience that I had a guy named Ronnie price comes into my gym <laughs> You can watch Ronnie Price dunk highlights on YouTube if you want to know who he is. But dude has a four, five inch vertical. And he comes in and he's like, hey, I I want you to help me jump higher. And I'm like, well, Ronnie, how high can you jump? And there's this air conditioner that hangs in my gym that the bottom of it is 12 feet off the ground. And in street clothes, he jumps up and open hand slaps the thing. So he jumped about 12 feet, eight inches in the air. And wow. I look at him and I go, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, right. I, I'm, I'm you, you just keep jumping the way you're jumping. I'm fucking good. You want to go for lunch, right. Ronnie?" And he's right. like, some lunch. Right. So yeah. my, my point is there's some guys that just, how do you know as a strength and conditioning coach, when to impose your will and when to back off and let guys kind of just run with what they got if they're in the PC and they're in their special. We have a lot of special guys, you know. Like we've got some
2: freak af- freak athletes. Uh, Bianca Belair is of uh, she's probably one of the best athletes I've been around ever to coach, you know. And I, you know, was with the Texans and there were some pretty darn good athletes there at Penn State. So I've been around some elite guys before. So uh, they there's definitely, there's definitely a fair share in the, in in the performance center. But what I'll say is, you know, I'm not there to impose my will. Like I'm, I'm there to help them. Right. So a lot of it is just in season training, right? Like, like you wouldn't want them to just come in and be like, Oh, you're good. You, you're in great shape. Like I'm trying, I'm there to help them. I'm there to make their bodies feel better and, and stay, stay to maintain their strength. Right. Some got some, some athletes I'm there to get better because they just got in the door and then the other and the other athletes I'm there to just get them bodies back feeling good because they're going every week. Right. And they're traveling all the time, but and it's all the same thing. Some people you put, you kind of, nudge to put another plate on the bar for the box squat some you you you're more inclined to say hey man you you hey sure you you want that much or let's let's ease off a little bit hey why don't we do 8s instead of 4s today so it's it, it's not it, they they still need to train right like so the, you got to train in this physical demanding sport you can't not train you know then then you're really kind of asking for injuries right especially in the, as much as they go like you wouldn't go an NFL season and say all right JJ um you're good, man. You got 16 sacks. Like you don't need to come into that. Like JJ Watt wants to. He wants so, to. He wants to know how to. How he, even though he's an elite athlete, you're not. You're not going to necessarily impose your will on him, but you're going to help him have the best season he can in any way you can. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm. Um. And there's a okay. mixed bag. Some people you coach differently, and you you kind of nudge to to add more. You know, because you know that they're in the development stage, and then some you know, you, you take the, he's off a little bit and you, you maybe you, you nudge him towards the goblet squat instead of the bar in their bag. And, um, it's, it's, uh, it's never, I, I've never once looked at somebody and be like, Oh, uh, uh, they're, they don't need my help. You know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, let's work, you know? And, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's because I've seen, elite athletes work hard and I, and I've seen it and I've seen the JJ Watts and the, and the Brian Cushing's train. And it's, and it's like, all right, these are how, these are how elite athletes do their job. These are how they're, these are how professionals work. So I've seen it and, and here's what, here's what I can kind of, um, speak on that part. Cause from experience being, in, being in that kind of a setting too. So that's how, that's how I look at it
0: yeah, so you you gave me the exact answer I was looking for because our sorry, our executive producer is coming up <laughs> here. Uh, our, our three year old. Um, you gave the exact answer I was looking for because you're what you're defining is the difference between a coach and a trainer. Now, yeah. it's great yeah. that all these people take their CSCS and, and yeah. their NSCA and NSAM and ADA and whatever the hell else they got, but yeah. that, you don't learn to be a coach doing that. Where did you yeah. learn to be a I'm genuine glad- coach? People, people ask me what i do
2: or they they and they say oh you're a trainer and i i don't like that term and, and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i i like i like coach i i like i like i'm a coach i'm a strength coach i'm a coach and um and i think where i wanted to do what i i'm a football guy you know football background my whole family played football you know uh and that's what i wanted to do and when i got out of college i didn't go to a I didn't have job interviews set up, you know, like I, I probably should have, you know, like I I'm looking around, my roommates are all, I'm like, suit ties are going on job interviews and now they're on wall street, got great jobs. <laughs> like I probably should have did that, but I just wanted to play ball. And, and, and I, when I got done playing ball, I just wanted to coach ball. I wanted to be a linebacker's coach because that's what I knew what to do. I knew how to coach. I knew how to play linebacker. I wanted to coach it. So I got my foot in the door coaching linebackers, and I I, I just um, I was at Jackson University, I'm, you know, low on the totem pole, you know, working for peanuts. But I I got my foot in the door. I'm coaching college ball. That's what I wanted to do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm I know how to play this game. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and I, that was my 2010. I started coaching at Jacksonville University 2010 2011, and then about two years later. During that process, we 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 were getting a re, we were getting a transfer from South Carolina. A kid from Jacksonville wanted to come back to play for us. Well, I called Jets, my my ex strength coach at Harvard was Craig Fitzgerald, who was the head strength coach of South Carolina. So I I, I called him and said, "Hey, Coach, what's the deal with this guy that's trying to transfer? We, he's coming to Ju. You got? Do I need to know anything about this guy?" And that sparked interest from him. He's like, "Man, what are you doing?" And he's like. I have coaching linebackers, man. Coach, oh what else do you do? I'm like, well, I help out in the weight room. He goes, Whoa, whoa, you help out in the weight room. I'm like, Yeah, you know, I kinda help wherever, coach. He goes, Man, so you you ever think about being a strength coach? And I'm like, Well, he's working for South Carolina, right? So like so I'm working at J U, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, coach, I thought, like, yeah, sure. I thought i I've never really thought about it. Somebody's at South Carolina, right? So, so he's like, uh all right, well, let, let, let's, let's, let's stay in touch. And, uh, I'll keep that in mind. And sure enough, you know, he, he, um, he kept in touch with me and he said, Hey man, you should take this certification. And he faxed it to me. And I took like the, I don't know what, I think it was like the CSCA or whatever, NSCA, whatever the hell it was. And, and then, you know, about a month later, the, the, he gets the job at Penn state, Bill O'Brien gets, gets the calls the guy. And he's like, Hey, I want you to come as one of my assistants in the, in the weight room. And, and then that's kind of how I got my start in the inside the weight room, but it it just, even though I was nervous to to be inside the weight room as a strength coach, I wasn't nervous as a coach because I knew how to relate to the athlete. I knew how to, you know, even though I might not have known the ins and outs of uh, a bent row or, uh, or, you know, like the proper, you know, how to have tension or like how to, how to, do the drive your knees out and stuff like that. And, and, and proper technique, I knew how to be loud. I knew how to, to have a voice and, and I knew how to connect to the athletes because I was already a coach and I've, i played the game myself. So, um, I, and I just used that and then learned under him to get, to fine tune the strength conditioning mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, that, that's how I, got, I kind of got into the as a strength coach, but uh, I, I still view it as a coach. Like I, I've been really uh, that was 2012 at, at Penn State, but in 2010 I started coaching. So I've been coaching for 10 years in my in, in my view, you know how I look at it.
1: So how do you stay sharp, Sean? Because, I mean, the, the job you have now, like, it would be really easy to just be like, oh, I kind of know everything. So yeah. how, how, do you, how do you stay hungry? How do you stay sharp and, 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 and just on top of your game without getting complacent? Well, I, I have learned
2: more in the four years I've been at WWE than I did the four years I was at Penn State or at Houston. And, mm-hmm. and, and, not, and I learned a lot there but it's, it's just being at work. It's being there. It's, it's having these situations come up and, and it's, it's, when you're the head strength coach, you have a lot more that you got to do, right? You got to have the, 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 the you got to have those tough conversations with people. Sometimes you gotta, you can't always be their best friend. Like as, when you're an assistant, you can be buddy, buddy with JJ Watt and Brian question. You ain't got to, you know what I mean? Like when you're the head guy, you gotta, you gotta have those uncomfortable conversations with some of the talent, you gotta, you gotta be able to, um, you, you gotta be able to have all the programming down and be able to, you know, uh, be ready at all time. You gotta be on top of the globalization that we're doing. And, um, so that part has kept me on my, on my toes, right? Just mm-hmm. being, being the coach there has kept me on my toes. Situations come up all the time. Um, it, you know, when, when, when we went live to the NXT, uh, to USA network, now you start having all those, um, you know, the the moving parts, right? The, the 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 talent that are on live. Well, they're still coming in. How do I how do I how do I juggle the the seventy athletes that are in development developmental, and they're on this program, and I got Shayna Baszler and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa coming for me, and they still want to do it the upper body. So it's it's coming up with you just learn on the fly. Like you're going to, you're going to get sharp just by being at work. Um, and then it's, it's, it's making mistakes is the probably the best way to handle that stuff. Right. Learning Hmm. from your mistakes. Like, like when I was first got there, I probably wasn't, I probably didn't handle some situations as, as, as good as I probably could have. Right. Like, let's say, let's say somebody showed up late or somebody didn't want to do the workout. Well, I would probably, I I probably handle that situation a little bit differently than I would now, right? I probably mm-hmm. yelled at them. I probably motherfucked them. Like like, mm-hmm. like, like, but now you have to have those, uh, if you talk to them as a human being and say, here, 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 let me, can I grab you for a second? Here's the deal. You came in late. Here's why I don't want, here's why I can't have you come in late. If you come in late, then... Everybody else sees that. And you're a leader, right? I need you to lead. I need you to come in on time. Now here's the deal. If you need a different workout, just come to me. And if you need some, something different than what we got, just come tell me. And then, but I need you to show up on time. And here's the what, because if you don't, all these pieces start to crumble and we lose, we lose the foundation. You understand what I'm getting at? And they, now they're starting to, as opposed to if I just mother after that person, mm-hmm. right? Hey mother, you, you showed up late now. That's what I kind of used to do when I first got started because I'm, you know, I'm thinking I got to be this, you know, we <laughs> had strength coach. But really, you, you really, if you talk to them like and, and talk to them in that way, and 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 now they're going to, they're probably going to be more, they're, they're, they're probably going to show up on time a little bit better as opposed yeah. to the other way. Around. And, and just learning and how do you learn that? Just by messing up and doing it the other way, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, like I I just learned from
0: experience, right. It's probably the best teacher. And and what I want to know, especially for people that listen to this is you've had some opportunities. Like you, 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 you played football, you were good at football. You, you, you kind of made your way. If you're a, if you're a youngster in the business right now, listening to this, how do you develop your coaching skills? Is it volunteering your time with a, like a little league team? Is it, is it, what would you recommend to people to develop those skills? Because what I'm hearing from you, a lot of this is just on the job experience trial by fire.
2: Yeah, no, no, it's not all, That's not all of what it is. That's probably the biggest piece because the, yeah, yes. Reading, reading the certs and the, getting the certifications and the, in you know, reading books is, is great. And, and, and having continued education courses are great. And, and I do that stuff. Um, and I can tell, I can tell you some of the things that I've done, but nothing's going to trump the experience. No book is going to tell you how to, how to pull this person aside and put your arm around them and, 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 and pick them up or tell them that they're not doing good enough. Just as many times as you got to, you know, be there to console an, uh, an athlete of yours, you got to, you got to kind of have that conversation too of telling them, listen, man, like, look, the, the last, the last phase, you, you did the same weight you did. The, the, the first time we did this, like we gotta go, bro. We gotta pick it up, and so you, nothing's gonna. You're not gonna read that in a book. So that's what I mean by the experience part. It's probably the biggest teacher, not the not not the only teacher. And then as far as you know, the, the advice to younger coaches is is just to get your feet wet as as, as much as you can. If that's you know if that's interning for free, then that's interning for free. Or if that's you know if you if you have Um, If you have the ability to To take To go to these seminars I think that's great But But just getting your feet wet Is probably A little bit You're gonna Getting the live bullets So to speak Is probably gonna be Your best uh, teacher Um, You know That's how I That's how I did it You know That's uh, You know I was fortunate to get you know, like I said, coach Vince called me and, and, and that was, um, that was a great opportunity. Uh, and I realized it, it doesn't happen like that, uh, for, for most, but, um, you know, that's, that's been how I've learned. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't sit me down and say, Hey, Sean, this is what you got to know to be a strength coach. He's just like, Hey, the flight, your flight's Friday. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll pick, you know, I'll meet you in Penn state at the airport. <laughs> you know, like, like we just did it, you know, we just, we just did it. But, but I, I, I there, there's a lot, been a lot of people that helped me out the way, you know, like, you know, when I was at, when I was at Penn state, You obviously you, you, you learn from guys like, you know, coach Fitz, who was, who was my head, you know, my boss for for four and a half years, you have head coach like Bill O'Brien you learn from and you sit in meetings and you watch him speak to the team. And you're like, Oh man, this guy knows how to, he knows how to speak to a team, dude, this guy, you know, like this guy's good, you know, and he, you, you you get in those meeting room you get in those uh meeting rooms with the athletic trainer and the head coach and the head strength coach and you, you see how they all work together and you see how you go over an injury report you, you get to a program like the Houston Texans and you watch guys like Brian Cushing train you watch guys like JJ Watt train you got you watch it for yourself you see it you you, you you're fortunate to meet a guy like Joe DeFranco you pick his brain how did how did i learn how How did I learn the Joe DeFranco system, the the Smitty kind of template? Well, I did it. I did Strong Bastard for like, that's what I, that's, I just, I just did the program and I, and I just did it myself. And I, that's where I got, you know, I didn't, Text Joe and be like, hey, what's this? Well, I just did it. You know, I did this program. And if I had questions on it, I reach out to him and he's always helped me. And um, and the same thing with NXT. How do you figure out the best way? Look, I'm not saying I cornered the market on how to train WWE superstars. I'm just saying I'm a lot better at it year four than I was year one. And you know we, we got a good system in place, and, um, and and is it the best system? No, it's always going to change. They're always trying to tweak it, and same thing for the combine. Like we do a combine every year. Well, the year one's combines looked a lot, di- lot a little bit different than year three. And because we knew what worked and what needed to be changed and how can we make it better? And you just learn, uh, you know, and, um, I go to seminars. Like I go to the, I go to this guy, Tim Karen, out of the Legion in Redondo beach, California. And he's a phenomenal strength coach. He's one of the smartest guys out there. And I learn a lot from him, but you know, he, he yeah, the, just as much as that is the, is the, uh, live bullet, live action, um,
0: than anything else, so, so we've covered the certs, which are big, we've covered the coaching, which is big, but there's one more aspect that I want to talk about before we let you go and I, i'm I'm looking at your Instagram while we're on this podcast, and I'm looking at your profile picture on the zoom. People can't see it, but you're what Joe and I call a well balanced meal. You're a, you're, a, you're a pretty strong looking dude um, you're you're clearly no stranger. To lifting some weights, yeah. Uh, yeah. how might that affect <laughs> you as a strength coach? Because obviously, when you walk in the room, you've got respect based on how you look and your ability to lift. Yeah, it helps, right? It definitely helps.
2: I, I, I always people think I'm crazy because. Like even now, like when I, like, like right now, the stuff that we're in this quarantine, I, I'm still doing, you know, like a three-day program. And on Monday before my lower body, I, I, I got sprints in there and I'm out in the beach. I'm running sprints. I'm doing agility drills. I'm doing five. Like, like, I just like, do I need to be doing that stuff? I, I don't know, but, but I always want to be, I, and I always told myself this, if I need to demo something to the athletes, I need to be able to do it well. Cause I can't demo something and make it look shitty. And then they're, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, this looks like a good exercise. Like everything you demo has to look like, you know what you're doing. And whether that's a shuttle, whether that's getting down in a sprint and doing a sprint form or, or performing a squat or whatever. Um, and so you, you want it to look good, but more than that, why do you do it? Because if you don't do it, if I don't do it as the coach, if I don't do the program, how the hell do I know how it feels? how do I know what to change? How do I, if I'm, I'm not in the ring. So if I'm doing the workout and I'm not in the ring and I'm sore, well, I better, okay. I better know that, well, they're going to be sore from the workout, but they're also going to be sore from the ring. So maybe instead of three by 15, I change it to two by 15 on the back end. And, and, and so you wouldn't know that unless you do it. Um, so you gotta, you gotta do it yourself before they do it. Uh, because then now you, now you kind of know, you know what I mean? You, you, you can kind of feel it yourself and you know what works. And, um, what if you're doing an exercise, Bobby, and, and, and you and let's say you, it's a, it's something you wanted to try. You saw on Instagram and you wanted to try it and it's a, a, a single leg exercise and you liked it, but it, but it took you 15 seconds to figure out how to do it. You think I'm, you think I'm going to program that in if it, if it took me 15 seconds to do it, and I got, and I'm training 15 people in the, in, in one time, I, I, there's no way I can do that. Right. But I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't realize that unless I did it myself. Right. So that just, just as much as it, it is for like your own personal aesthetics, it's for your own, it's for your own programming too. Like, Hey, that ain't gonna fly. These guys, these guys ain't gonna figure that out. It's take too long. You know, we gotta go. We got, that ain't gonna work. You know, I've got to, I've got to make it dummy proof. So Yeah I I do it for I do it for those reasons And you know At the end of the day I'm a football player At heart And uh, There's a part of me That always wants to be 220 At least So In case uh, (laughs) I ever need to play Inside linebacker again But Even though Like I can always Like feel like I can't Even though it's probably Never gonna happen I always can like Feel like I I can uh, fill fill the A gap if I needed to on ISO. So
0: <laughs> now, now, now you or me? Because I'm over here calling you a well balanced meal, but you're 220. You're like a safety right now. Yeah, not, Don't you. hey, hey um, don't just,
2: remind me. Just, hey, hey I, I wish if I was uh, if I was giving you enough, a hard I would, time, I would have played somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not fast enough for a safety. So I'm like Fair a Willie, I'm, I'm a, like a will
0: weak side linebacker, you know, I'm, I'm a tackle to tackle. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll take you know, it. I have to take, I have to take you have, you have one of my dream jobs. So I'm going to, in our growing friendship, I'm going to take every opportunity to remind you, I got you by 40 pounds right now. <laughs> so oh, yeah, get yeah, ready yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, that
2: and, and um, and I saw your, I saw the two, uh, dude, I got to tell you, you did. You did 245 reps of 225.
1: How yeah,
0: you don't need. So did you do it? He's you do very
1: it sensitive end? about that. He wanted 300. You God. don't
0: need to. You don't. Need <laughs> did to you do it in like like you you at like any time? So here's here's the deal. I'll I'll tell you about this. So I have a Why dream are you upset about of that? doing that.
2: That's freaking amazing. <laughs>
0: He's got a sickness. Listen, okay, so here, you are, here's the deal, you are Sean. You'll, yeah, you'll you'll get this. I'm desperately trying to hit 50 reps at 225 Good. on the bench yeah. press. 50. 50. I hit 42 a couple of weeks ago, which isn't bad Ooh. for a 41-year-old man. Um, and that the only person you you're not stronger
2: than and that I've done that I've seen it is Big Dozer. So that makes you feel better. But forty two is, is takes the Kay. cake other than Big Dozer um, at the PC. So I,
0: I'm I'm am set my standards a little higher. I watched Mark Henry on SmackDown ten years ago do that shit fifty times and he stopped <laughs> right. because he was bored. Right. I want Mark Henry right. numbers here. All right. So you, gotta, you, you, I, go, you set I do yourself this. against the world's strongest man. I
2: get it, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I, I do this I do this yeah um, yeah, just I am, yeah. I, I do this thirty minute challenge on bench press to do as many reps as I can. And and my right. PR is two sixty-nine and, and I really thought with my recent performance in the in the bench press challenge, the forty-two reps, that in my little heart of heart, um I was gonna get three hundred. Yeah. And and I, I, I went out and I tried to do ten a minute on the top of every minute. And I don't know if it was a bad strategy Or I'm just fucking weak sauce But about 15 minutes into it The wheels came right off yeah. And I was screwed Well let me ask so, you this when, I gotta, when you
2: did the 269 Did you do it How did you do it when you, did, when you got 269
0: reps How did, did you do Did you just try to like save more in the tank I was doing 5 and 4 Every 30 seconds So I never really got tired Yeah. See, I think if you, if you go that route, maybe like six and
2: five or seven and five, you, you could do it. I think you might've, I mean, 10's a lot of reps with that, you know, especially, I don't think it's because you're weak. I think you just hit a wall, you know? You're, not, trashy, you're nicer to my kid. Who,
1: who said it? Better to stay out of a hole than to crawl out of a hole, Bobby. Where'd yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
0: just it, it's one of those things, Sean. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, I, I'm trying to get noticed. I'll be honest with you. We'll, we'll end the podcast. I'm, I'm just trying to get noticed by Triple H. I want a job. I, I fought right. in the <laughs> UFC. I, I look, right. I look good. I, I, I once fought a polar bear. It's a documentary, Men's Health did on me. Um, right. I, I can. Bear- <laughs> A lot. I'm just looking for a job And, and <laughs> I'm hoping to get noticed and, and then I fail like that And he's just Him and Joe DeFranco Are laughing at me somewhere Right, right
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I think your <laughs> way in Is, is, is with, with Joe D You know you can, you can get Joe D and me And then you got a good You got some good Recommendations right there <laughs> But man, I tell you what I don't know why Give You're upset with,
1: with 10 reps. <laughs> this, this, this is what you day. gotta live with With this man It's like uh, you know, I get these so, phone calls There's like tears it's
0: <laughs> John, you'll, you'll get this as a guy who, who's a, who's a light. I mean, I look at you, you're, you're a guy that we respect the hell out of. Um, one of the things I love that came out of the podcast is what a damn good coach you are. Uh, you're a lot more than a guy that, that's just a trainer. You're a coach. You, you care, you run a tight ship. You're there for the guys. Uh, you're a mentor you know to them so you'll understand this you're passionate about what you do i think that when you're an athlete and you have that competitive drive you are for your life no matter what role you're in yeah. whether you're, yeah. you're you're playing alongside jj watt in, in in the game or my guess is a guy like you like you're just as invested at the end of the result as as your athletes are and i i, I love that about yeah. you yeah yeah 100% man
2: and that's how we that's what I pride myself in, you know, the, the athlete, even though I don't care how, you know, uh, that's how I'm going to train, you know, like be part of the reason why we have lower body athletic day is because <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to train. Like we're going to train like athletes. So we dedicate a day for it. And, you know, and that's one of my favorite days of the week. Cause I feel like I'm back in it again. You know, I feel, even though I'm probably never going to be out there and, again, but it, it gives me, a, um, you know, that I, I get to kind of get my rocks off, so to speak on that. So yeah, man, i hundred percent. That's where we are. We're bred like that. And, um, uh, you're obviously did it at, at a, at a much at, at the highest level and you're an elite athlete. You know, I, I just played, you know, um, you know, division one, double a football, but you, you, you athlete is an athlete. And like you said, and that, that's, um, that's definitely helps you as a, as a
0: coach, you know,
2: for sure. hundred percent. I, it's, I, I agree with you a hundred percent
0: on that. You know, uh, well, thank you. Uh, we always end the podcast with me asking for a favor. It's become a thing. <laughs> okay. Can you, can you, can you grant me a favor? Yes. What we got? Okay. You said yes. So you're now contractually right, obligated. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Damn it. Right. I should have said, yeah. Well, okay, so. Uh, so there's this there's this, this friend I have. He goes by the name of Ridge. Um, you may or may not have encountered him at the performance center. He's an right. NXT guy. Right? Uh, can you, if I send you a special leg workout for him, <laughs> can you make sure he loses the ability to walk for? Well, I don't know, okay, seven to 10, ten. days? we talking about Ridge? Are we talking about
2: Ridge Holland? Yes. Okay, that's that's that's. Ha- Let me ask you, how do you know Ridge? Because he's the man. We're, we're internet buddies.
0: Um, oh, he's the man. We, we have a yeah. mutual love. We we have a mutual love of rugby, and uh, yep, yep. I, I, I kind of want him to have to use the wheelchair ramp for a while, or fall down using the right. toilet, or to be stuck right. in a wheelchair. <laughs> so if if at an opportune time you could uh, make him pay that would, that would make yeah. me very happy. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll, I'll tell you this. You send me the workout when, whenever we get back into the, in the swing of things at, at work and, um, we, I will have him do
0: it and we'll, uh, it'll right. be a I, I, want, sure. I want, I want real
1: growing man tears coming from his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and at the very end of the workout, just say Curtis, he's a, he's a, he's the best of the best. That
2: guy, uh, Luke's his real name. He's, he's, uh, I tell you what it it makes people like Luke is what makes my job easy because there's tons of, you know, he's the best of the best and it's makes you look better than what you are as a coach. So guy like Luke, I mean, you, you know, him through the internet and I'm sure you can already tell how, you know, what kind of a guy he is, but, um, you know, imagine, you know, imagine training a room full of people like that. I mean, come on, you kidding me? Like it's, 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 you know, these guys, he's a, he's a workhorse, you know, he wants to get better and it's, it just makes it easier. Right. You know, it ain't pulling teeth with these, with these athletes and he, he's the best of the best.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and the other thing is, is I love the work ethic from these guys because I'll tell you, like Bobby's actually a close friend, but, um, Bobby Lashley works his ass off. Uh, Luke from yeah. talking to him, yeah. works his ass off edge works his ass off Joe DeFranco tells these stories about Triple H coming in at midnight works his ass off what a what a dream for like a strength and conditioning coach to have guys that hungry
2: they're already that they're intrinsically motivated as it is you know and, and it's just and they're and and when you're in the NXT level when you're at the performance center level it's even better because not only not only are they Already have that inside them. They actually, at the performance center, they want to get to that level. So now they even want it more, right? They want to get to on TV. So now you're not, not, like I said, you're not pulling teeth with these guys. So they, they already have it within them. And then they have that carrot dangling in front of them that makes them want to, you know, show up and, and train hard. And, um, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's it make, makes, it makes my job easy. Right. Like, you know, you know, who can't do a good job if you're in an environment like that. So speaking of edge, you asked me in the beginning of the con, the <laughs> podcast what, what I felt about him and Randy and the <laughs>
1: yeah, completely <laughs> they, disrespecting your space by the way. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, but, so, Hey, the weight room. Funny because clean that shit. Put your shit back. <laughs> hey, like, how hard, how hard is it? Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. That's the brand new med ball wall that just got put in. You might want to ease up on the sled ramming into it, okay? i think just got made, all right? We haven't even used it yet. What the hell are you doing? But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because I got more. I got hit up during that match. Uh, a lot. I got, I got freaking uh, hit up and it was just like, Hey coach, like, what are you going to do, man? I'm like, what are you, I ain't going to do shit. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, Oh yeah, they're going to go into a board meeting the next day. They're going to have to wipe some sweat off the table. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah.
2: Before that, uh, <laughs> The week before that, Johnny Gargano and Tomasa had a big brawl and they, they broke the, the, the mirror. <laughs> he broke the entire mirror by the dumbbells I mean it's just there's people just got no respect now Bob you know what I mean like, you yeah, know. I,
0: I hear you but I, I want to tell you if you want to enforce the weight room rules you're on your own with that one uh, I don't want I um, know how to pick better I'm speaking, as a, I'm speaking I'm speaking as a former UFC <laughs> competitor and I pride myself pride myself as being one of the best fighters on the planet Randy Orton there's something not right about that guy he, <laughs> yeah. he, hey, hey, he scares me a
1: little bit <laughs>
0: Randy uh, you know you're I mean? good nothing
2: man I got nothing to say
0: <laughs> Yeah, he he gives you that that look he gives people before he's going to punt them in the head, and I'm like, I'm out, man. You you your weight room, you rules. You do what you want. Hey, some some battles you just get you, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna
2: pick them. You know what I mean? You're just gonna <laughs> get up there early. That's
1: too funny. Clean
2: up and get ready for the next. Get ready for the group. You know, but uh, uh it, it's it's all fun, man. It's just cool to. Hey, they should do that stuff more. They should get more in. You know, now that they're going to be at the the PC for a while. They should, I'm sure they're sure it's not going to be the last brawl we see in that. I, you wave. know,
1: I still, I, I would love to see like, you know, the credits rolling at the end of a show and just like edge sweeping up a broken mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Like, Hey, uh, I, 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 get, I got a feeling that it's probably not the last time we see that. And, uh, you know, we'll see, but ho- hopefully we, we get back in there and get things moving again. But, uh, until then we, we, you know, We'll uh, we we'll continue to watch and see see what happens. I guess yeah. see 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 when the next brawl is in the weight room. But
1: well, Sean, it's it's been awesome connecting with you today. This has been so much fun. I feel like I could sit and chat with you all day long. Honestly, I'm just yeah, like sucking okay, this okay, up yeah. like a sponge. So uh, I'd really I would love to come down there and like just hang out with you for a day and just see how you. at absolutely. Absolutely,
2: anytime, man. Come down. Um, you know, you know, Orlando. You come down to Orlando. You, you hang out for a couple of days. You're more than welcome to. To come and see what we we do and oh, awesome. it, uh, would be would be awesome man uh, you know 100 uh, percent. just let me Sweet. know when and hopefully hopefully, hopefully we get done right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah john 100%. listen i'm just gonna say that joe is is my 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 life mate here and 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 and, and my best friend but if hulk hogan or mr t Walks in the room while well, you're there. I'm not responsible for his behavior. Don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna freak out. You got marked out.
0: Yeah. All right. all right. You know what I mean? I'm. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Those two. I'm, I'm not. i gonna right.
1: be honest with you. I'm, I'm pretty like I got ice water in my in my veins. So I I would probably yeah. say something like Oh shit! And then just be fine <laughs> after that. Bobby right. would be yeah. groveling, which I, I'm I'm not ashamed of that. I think I think it's that's all good, good for him. <laughs> it's all good, man. The place—the
2: the, the place is about putting smile on people's faces, and um, they—you know—if you, know, if you, if you can't—if you can't smile and get giddy about the, the WWE superstars, and what are we really doing here? You know what I mean? That's what yeah. they—what it's, the, its what this business is for, and uh, um, yeah, you, that's what it's for, man. Go ahead, you know. But but <laughs> on serious, serious no, you guys need to come down there and check us out. We'd love to have you.
0: Awesome Awesome well, Thank you Thank you so much Again someone We really respect uh, Heard amazing things About you You're a damn good coach And and I will tell you Personally When a guy like Joe DeFranco Is singing your praises You fucking You made it My man I appreciate it um, so Yeah pretty Joe's, awesome. uh,
2: He's great He's <laughs> It wasn't for him I wouldn't he, You know I owe him a lot So <laughs> He's uh, It's nice to hear But I uh, appreciate you guys This was, this was fun And uh, uh, hopefully We do it again
1: yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. you you're the last of a dying breed.